my impressions of the higher French audio exam, I think, will not go down well with the SQA. (laughs) Well, fuck SQA. Who cares? (laughs) Careful, man. They need taking down a peg or two. (laughs) Wow. What are they going to do? Take my GCSEs off me? Imagine. The whole system would collapse. (laughs) You wouldn't have your degree, your PhD. I'm I'm hoping SQA wouldn't take my PhD away from me. Hmm. I don't know. I think one once one what's that game? One Jenga piece comes out. Oh god, yeah. Your whole education. Oh, quick question before we start the meeting then. If you if you were gonna go back and do another another <gasps> degree, what oh, in a question. different subject, what what subject would you pick? Go. Management. <laughs> my ass would you do management? <laughs> Threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> film studies, one hundred percent I would do film studies. Oh, great. Well, you could just take the exam now, right? Oh, I mean, isn't this what this is? You've studied this for the last four years, the bunch of us. We should, they should, we should be teaching the course. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you hear what I have to say about masculine and feminine. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. How about you, Claire? I think I'd do maths. Nice. Really? Yeah. Great call. Wow. Okay. Oh, I forgot about fractal. <laughs> Fractals. That is the I do only fractal right now. answer. Yeah. <laughs> or ancient history. But... Ancient history would be pretty cool. Oh, that's a good idea. That would just be as a hobby. What about you, Fernando? What would you do? Mm, I think I would like to do medicine. Oh, oh, interesting. Brilliant. That's quite a noble choice. Yeah, yeah. That's ambitious as well. You're You're in that for six years. Hmm. Well, I mean, one is supposed to be working for the rest of one's life, right? So, I mean, what's what is, yeah. compared to being exactly. the rest of your life? Good point. <laughs> yeah, well said. Excellent. Uh, and Michael, what would you do? I think astronomy. Ooh. Wow, wow. yes. Yeah, I that, think about some kind of history, one. but yeah, I think astronomy would have it. I'd like to learn all about the moon. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when when people in NASA study the stars, <laughs> what do they study? <laughs> <laughs> they count them all. They want to know how many there are. They look at charts and see if they can find zodiac signs and see if <laughs> planets are moving between them and whether that can tell the future. <laughs> I'm not sure that's Uh, what NASA do. (laughs) Are they the ones writing the horoscopes then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I think something's got a bit mixed up here. Really? Well, you'd think if they could tell the future, they wouldn't have so many aborted rocket launches, Uh, right? Oh, six Ten minutes before they're going to launch, they're like, oh, sorry, the oxygen's leaking again. We're going to have to try it again in two months. I've taken the morning off work to see it. Oh well. Then they eventually did it in the middle of the fucking night, and I forgot to get up and watch it. So there we are. But what's the Leo sign for today, please? <laughs> uh, I can look that I, up I for you. I can't read the the chart. Uh, Leo is your star sign, is it? It is. I found Leo for the day. Okay. What are it we? It says um, today, Laura. You, wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. Today, Laura, you will. Die. Oh, what? oh no. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Imagine if I do die. <laughs> Oddly specific, isn't it? <laughs> what website is that? You should come off it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read my horoscope. I'm reading mine, actually. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. What, what's, what's yours, Fernando? It says today you will today will not be a too stressful day, and you are suggested to stay at home and work over your life. Don't be too stressful over anything, as it is a perfect day to chill, involve yourself with people who make you happy. Which is what I'm doing, so I guess... How lovely. What shit is this? (laughs) At at least... I thought at least the idea with astrology is that it sounds mystical and we could make ourselves believe that there's some, like, ancient tome someone's got where they're looking up what these things... Today it's a good day to chill. Come on. (laughs) I think that's what Merlin wrote in his prophecy, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm taking this straight from NASA, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> when the moon comes close to Mars, that means it's a good day for Fernando to take life pretty easy. Watch the Netflix <laughs> and hang out, yeah. Fuck's sake. So you your know, issue is that it's not in Latin. That's your only problem. <laughs> <laughs> I recently found out that there are some Catholic masses that are performed in Latin. And I'm like, wow, interesting. Yeah. Why would... Why would anyone want to go to a service they do not understand? Um, I have hmm. a a follow-up question. Yes. A a question to answer your question. Why would anyone want to go to a service they do understand? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Something that doesn't confront me with a load of nonsense, I think, is far (laughs) preferable to me. If I can just sit there and not know what rubbish they're spouting, that would be a big improvement for me. Like the shipping forecast, isn't it? Like, yeah, I don't really know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nominee Patry, north at Sierra, south at Sierra, three <laughs> approaching four later. Um, oh, they used to do that, to, and they'd have like second class churches in Scotland where like the Gaelic speakers would have to go to the shitty little room next door to get their Gaelic. Um, sermon and all the all proper right. people would get their latin sermon all the educated people yeah all the people who could speak latin and therefore had souls worth saving that's exactly. nice that they do an extra one for the gallic speakers there there wasn't one in english no okay <laughs> <laughs> only in dead languages that people only speak as a joke or a hobby then <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're coming for everyone today. (laughs) No one's safe. (laughs) What's the matter, everyone? Too challenging for you. I speak as I find, Laura. If people don't like it, they can just get the hell out of my way. Yeah. What's next? (laughs) Right, I've done done Catholics, I've done NASA, I've done... (laughs) Physicist. Highlanders, physicists. The SQA. SQA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will I do next? Will it be Jean-Luc Godard by any chance? <laughs> Maybe it'll be Jean-Luc Godard. No, I think he's he's one of me, one of us. I'd like you to not cut any of this. I think you should do an announcement at the start that says you should skip to 18 minutes if you want to, the film discussion. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, sounds good. I think film club should now be us just reading our own horoscopes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like mine. I'm going to find a new one. <laughs> I could get you a premium reading if you like, Michael. Oh, yes. Yeah, that sounds like a good investment. what? Free- so I can get a free psychic reading. And it's I free. I feel like that oh, yeah. might not be as high quality. So you can get premium readings if you like. For example, Find wow. love, Finding Love Tarot reading. Oh, that um, sounds great. Yeah. Tarot reading. Yep. It's only $14.99. <laughs> $14.99. They yep. probably don't use a real deck. They probably just like... <laughs> basically do some equivalent of the lunch spinner that i wrote that tells you what restaurant to go to except rather than showing you the like random number generator that it uses just says consulting the spirits or whatever (laughs) (laughs) like that little plastic fish thing that always says changeable (laughs) (laughs) or your mood ring that's like weirdly it says that i'm satisfied when it's a warm day but if it's like really cold inside it says that i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) oh i can get a tarot read if i put in my first name Oh yes. Uh oh. How much if you put in your first name and your address, <laughs> and my credit your card, bank card number, yeah. and your mother's maiden name? Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you what your future holds if you do that. It holds poverty. <laughs> you will meet a tall, dark stranger who will empty your bank account. <laughs> I, I've done it. It says. Um, the judgment, and it shows a picture of like God judging me. Oh My shit, God. that's not good. Bloody not hell! After Michael's death prediction, that's not great. <laughs> just, <laughs> just from my name. Oh no! <laughs> I think we better have the meeting because uh, <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> oh well, we'll, we'll quick, quickly bang out a meeting, and then you can make peace with uh, yeah, say goodbye the to creator. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I always knew this would be the last thing I did on yeah. this air. <laughs> oh, right. Play the music. Lovely. Salut, mesdames et messieurs. <laughs> Encore une fois. Un film français. Oui. Fernando, merci pour cette choix. <laughs> Mm. Et pourquoi avez-vous choisi cette film cette semaine? Well, I panicked. I <laughs> <Yeah>. panicked. Uh, <laughs> so, since it was not Warhol, California, it was like, well, then it must be this. And yeah, yeah that's the only reason. Cool. Excellent. Good reason. How do you feel about your choice? Uh, well, I mean, I should have, I should have seen it coming. I was like, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this just came to confirm my suspicions about black and white movies. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh, I thought this was going to be a rare one that you and I both liked. I'm what? not sure why. What? Did you like it? Yeah, this of was great. What? Of course you did. Yeah, I liked it as well. There's no, no, shut up. <laughs> Whoa, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Uh, so that's two two thumbs down, two thumbs up. I wonder if we can uh, if we can we can sort of persuade anyone and get a get a verdict by the end of the meeting. 
Um, I feel like I feel like Laura might be a difficult one to persuade. <laughs> yeah, Laura seems to have very strong views on this. Yeah, I do. Right. Do you Maybe you'd now? like to kick us off. Right. This was this was awful. Whoa. And I just I tried so hard to like it. Um yeah. and occasionally just very occasionally, I was like, okay, maybe this is all right. Maybe I can do this. Um, the only jo- real joy I got from it was thinking about you watching it and hating it. <laughs> I imagine, oh, now I've taken that away from I you. Now you've taken this away from me because I <laughs> yeah. thought, oh my God, Michael's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I fell asleep at one point, so I've missed 10 minutes oh, and I don't even remember. I thought I, mean, I should go for the purposes of film club i should probably go back and i thought no you know what i'm not doing i'm not going back what's gone is gone (laughs) okay did you have any good dreams while you were asleep or it was a solid knockout just uh my brain was saving me from this dreamless sleep (laughs) but someone else can give their opinion if you (laughs) fernando you you didn't like it no, as in, what was it about? As in, what was it about? What what uh, wasn't it about, Fernando? <laughs> well, it was not about stars, uh, or was nope. it? Ooh. No, it wasn't about stars. That's true. They didn't mention the moon. This is one one <laughs> point in favor of exist. there being no moon. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh, the com- the conspiracy of the moon hasn't hadn't um, <laughs> been concocted. Of course, nineteen sixty five. Uh, they did mention the stars in one bit, actually. But not uh, the moon. No. Not the moon. It was, <laughs> it was one of Paul's incomprehensible outbursts mentioned the stars at one point. 5 December 1965. The stars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, he did, didn't he? Claire, what? I what, thought what it was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I, can, um, I cannot believe this. It was. It was. I was banking on <laughs> on both of you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was just. It was just humans just chatting for two hours, like hour yeah. and a half. Just these <laughs> characters that you kind of got to know a bit, and who were a bit mad each in their own way, and yeah, a bit frustrating each in their own way, and it was just. Yeah, I felt very part of their existence for <laughs> for that little period of my life. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Me too. It had it had some truth to it. What truth? What is that truth? Yes, I, please enlighten us. It... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop being so combative. It's like Claire but it gave us an insight into into some people's lives, and some parts of that was was completely just absurd and off the wall, and some parts of it was was very intimate and very kind of real somehow. So we saw, we heard characters speaking their innermost thoughts and we heard what they were shocked by and what they were, what they loved, what they hated, um, how they defined themselves. The idea of someone whose his job is going around and, and writing for, uh, for a journal and just filling it with, with people's attitudes and people's attitudes, trying to understand what people thought and, and how people saw the changing world in the middle of the 1960s in Paris. Um, it was fascinating. It was great hearing hearing how people were viewing different things and how they were responding differently to the different questions. And yeah, through it all, how this guy 
how these these I guess four or so people were living their lives and just kind of navigating what their beliefs were. We had this yeah young guy Paul who wants to see a better world and he's got into you know spends spends all his time finding excuses to to sort of promote this political belief but at the same time he's he's a really like objectionable <laughs> awful man who's who really treats people badly and is a bit selfish and a bit uncaring but and that there's a yeah some weird conflict between those meanwhile there's yeah there's this girl madeline who's a bit more just trying to get on trying to to live her life but she's doesn't know whether she's in love or doesn't know if she cares about paul or it's just just sort of at a bit of a loss and it seemed like most of the characters were were a bit of one of those or the other um yeah i feel like there was a very clear division between that because the people who cared about the war politics socialism were all men and yeah. all of the women cared only about themselves and were just there to be coy and smile and respond in a very positive way to being sexually harassed yeah, and that was then part the- of the reason I just detested it. I thought this because Godard is a well-known, like, just massive sexist. So and I, I did saw think it when really I saw it was clearly. Godard. I wonder if this is going to be because you've you've mentioned this before. Mm. Um, but I don't think the men were portrayed positively. I think the men were were quite clearly very objectionable. Um, that there, there were times when they were yeah they were doing these things where they were yeah harassing these women um, from the fairly gentle you know trying to sneak a look at their boobs or whatever without them noticing all the way up to like physically intimidating them and all of that uh, and that seemed to correlate with them having these views about how to improve the world uh which was a yeah a fascinating sort of dissonance which i think i've heard you talk about before laura that sometimes people the more sort of serious people get into into like political agendas and stuff the more they tend to kind of get a bit weird in their personal <laughs> lives and just mistreat mm. people around them um and me so we, i think that was very clear that you know at best they were immature teenagers who should know better and at worst they were quite threatening unpleasant intimidating guys um and meanwhile the the women didn't really have flaws. They were they were angels. good characters. That they were they were angels. I disagree. Not quite angels. But, yeah, they, go on. But they, well, they we weren't led to dislike them, were we? Um, no, they're 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 just sex objects. What's to dislike about that? I don't think they were just sex objects, were they? I, d- I mean, I th- I thought they lacked depth and they lacked any objection to to being objectified. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, certainly, it was striking how how much they kind of went along with things. And yeah, they the, the most that they objected to things was a sort of coy smile and yes. uh, well, that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Pourquoi? J'aime pas parler de ça. Pourquoi? Parce que parce que parce que ça vous regarde pas. Vous n'aimez pas sortir avec un garçon? Si, mais ça dépend lequel. Et en ce moment, vous sortez avec un garçon? Ça vous regarde pas. Um, and there was no really what they should have done was just kick these guys out of their lives. Um, but it was it was interesting. There was there was something going on there. Uh, 
I d- yeah, I, I, that is a completely different reading from me. It's right. interesting. I mean, maybe if I, I mean, I'll never go back and watch it, but. <laughs> yeah, okay. How, how did you I'll read it, I'll park that little thought in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. So um, I think it, it played heavily on the men being politically involved and the women being less interested in politics. But I don't think that was trying, well, I didn't see it as trying to sort of minimise the women in any way or like nullify their importance. It was just that I, th- I kind of thought it was saying these men were obsessed with this kind of kind of silly hobby they had where yeah. all, they, all they did was graffiti. Like they didn't actually do anything <laughs> to, to improve the cause. They, it was sort of, you know how when you're like 14 and you think you're going to change the world <laughs> and you write yeah, to stop the war and you're jotter in English and you think you're a rebel. Yeah. And it was kind of making them look a bit stupid for thinking they were these heroes, whereas the women were just like, well, yeah, I read the newspapers, a lot happens, I'm just going to concentrate on living my life. Yeah. Um, and you could read that as them being, like, ignoring the world around them or as sort of... <laughs> seeing the futility of what these two guys were up to um, and did not that, get yeah. involved. I wonder if you're reading that, though. I mean, because that's your... We can see... I see them as foolish as well, but I thought the film could have been made by one of these men. You know, like, I wonder how much critique is there if they're, if he meant to make them look as foolish as they did or if he was just so on their side and was ripping the women... Like even the one who says I read the newspaper, it was I thought it was very clear the women in the window mm. that she was meant to look the fool. That she was that he was clearly reading into it, like, what do you know about this? What do you know about this? And her just smiling and being like, Oh <laughs> nothing. Oh, I need to read the news. But then she didn't know anything. She was just ignorant and smiling. I think that was the point where I was just like, This man is a as a wrong un. He's a bad egg. <laughs> <laughs> do you know he said that women shouldn't make films? Oh, God, that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm sad. We would have been treated to Anna Karina, um, but he divorced her by this point, so we had to find just a lookalike. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was wondering whether Anna Karina was going to turn up, but now it's got to 65. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I missed her as well. Yeah, would have um, yeah, improved things. Yeah, I think without knowing anything about Goddard, um, I don't know reason to believe that he was trying to make heroes out of the men. No. Uh, yeah, it, I suppose. Okay. It, it would have been the most terrible attempt to make heroes out of the men. They they were they were so appalling, <laughs> um, so just pathetic as characters, petulant, um, just a bit dumb uh, and aggressive, and just randomly flying off the wall. Uh, just chasing these women around with with no sense of good humor or fun, um, yeah, they were just just these useless characters. And then, yeah, the the conclusion of the film, if you're awake for it, Paul just <laughs> dies by just slipping off a window ledge by accident while he's arguing yeah. with his girlfriend, and no one particularly seems to care. <laughs> Fernando, what did you think? Um, that what, what did I think? It was a did, slow did you, movie. Did you find it sexist? I did find it sexist. Yes. Mm. Um, 
Mm, and I wonder if it was the intention of the person who made the film to make the men look bad, or if the men, how did society see those men in 1965? Were they also mm. objectionable, or were they just um, standard? And <laughs> mm, yeah, I, mm. I think it was gently poking fun at them. I, I wouldn't have said that he thought they were really objectionable. I think he thought that maybe they were idealistic and uninformed but well-meaning, and that their light—that it was a light sexual harassment of yeah. that we were that we were meant to read comedy into. Um, yeah, I do think that there was. Were we <clears throat> meant to read comedy on those? Wow, I think at the <laughs> time that would just have seen, been seen as playful flirting. Yeah. Yeah, leaning over to get the sugar and making a joke about the brand of bra, yeah. That's that's really not okay. Um, I feel like every single scene it was one of the men just interrogating a woman about her sex life. Yeah, Yeah, I've got that written down. Yeah, it must have been half the film was these really, (laughs) yeah, aggressive interrogations. Mm. And again, I, I I just found myself identifying more and more with the women who were just getting these questions just barked at them. Yeah. And, you know, and someone barks at you, what do you think of the war? And did you read the fucking newspaper? Yeah, of course you'd sort of chuckle and be like, okay, I mean, I don't read every article. I wouldn't say I'm, like, all that politically engaged. I don't know. And, um, it just seemed very, very real to me, very true to life, that mm. that would be how they would react. Uh and there was some some critique of the way these these interrogations were going. Just towards the end, we had this voiceover, which I think was a voiceover from Robert, right? Um, where he said, I, I realized the more I did this, that the way I was asking the questions and the, the fact that I was looking for my own views from these women was was really what I was getting out of it. I wasn't actually mm. capturing people's opinions at all. I was just just injecting my own bias by asking these questions about things I care about. Peu à peu, au cours de ces trois mois, je m'aperçus que toutes ces questions, souvent, loin de refléter une mentalité collective, la trahissaient et la déformaient. À mon manque d'objectivité, même inconscient, correspondait en effet la plupart du temps un inévitable défaut de sincérité chez ceux que j'interrogeais. And that was, yeah, so true from what we could see there. <laughs> hmm. But at the same time, I think it yeah it gave us gave us something meaningful about a fascinating period of what is now history, but at the time must have been a very exciting new new time to be living in. Yeah, Can you yeah. imagine not knowing who Bob Dylan is, just how yeah. mind blowing Bob Dylan must have yeah. been. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, it mustn't be too unlike right now because Bob Dylan is just so far in the past that nobody remembers. <laughs> Yeah, who, oh, the, that's true. who the fuck is Bob Dylan? <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, God, add Bob Dylan to the list of burns that Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, though. Paul was the, the kind of guy that when you say Dylan, he thinks you're talking about Dylan Thomas, oh. whoever, whoever he was. <laughs> the man ain't got no culture. <laughs> All right, oh. Paul Simon. <laughs> Uh, oh. oh, that is some huge name, isn't it? Oh, desultory philippic, <laughs> a simple desultory philippic, or how I was Robert McNamara into submission that's by so Paul Simon. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, you could. That's that's the name of a song. You should. It's worth worth a look up. Mm. And I, I feel like Paul and Robert would have really liked that song. I think they'd have <clears> thought it was very deep. Yeah. So, and he must have written it a couple of years later, right? That yeah. could have been in the closing credits of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, same kind of thing. Just just sort of parodying everything they can see but without really making a comment on any of it mm. um yeah mm. i had one question um the the woman at the window mm. miss 19 or whatever she was miss called. 19 that was her um that really struck me yeah because mm-hmm. she she was i think she was the best actor in the film and if she wasn't, then it was just a real interview. Is there any chance that some of this was just real? Hmm, no. I don't think, yeah, I think she was probably just an actor. Right, because it, it seemed so realistic, the way that she was reacting to those questions. She just seemed like a like she was just a <clears> bit <throat> taken aback by some of the questions and just wouldn't respond to some of them. And there were these slightly weird things where she... She says something in the interview and doesn't quite catch it and asks it again and she says, Oh, I just told you. And it mm. it, it just all it was so unpoetic. It reminded and her reactions of, were so real. It reminded me of Seven Up. Do you know the interviews with like the twenty one <laughs> yeah. year olds where they'd say, Oh, and do you want a family? And they just look at the interviewer and be like, Well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, why are you asking me that? Why should you ask me whether I want a family? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a, a well-made scene, I think. Yeah. Mm. But again, yeah. kind of was making her look a bit bimbo-ish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought she didn't come off well. I, you're right, I thought the acting was good because she did look genuinely very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I also, I read that... Um, Godard had said about Paul or whoever the actor is that he was genuinely quite uncomfortable in front of the camera so you're right. picking up like a, just a real <laughs> awkwardness <laughs> that's <Yeah>. unsurprising to me <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if he just went around making people uncomfortable <laughs> it made me uncomfortable <laughs> and, and yeah watching it I I couldn't I, I couldn't think for a second you know what, what a what a, a dumb bimbo beauty queen or whatever. I was just thinking, wow, she just seems like a normal person. And and of course, you know, if we're not in a Jean-Luc Godard film, people don't just have these sudden commentaries on socialism that they prepared earlier to <laughs> suddenly spring out with or start singing some poem about Karl Marx that they just thought of. Oh, but she didn't even know there was a war on. She hadn't heard about the war in Vietnam. Oh, she had. She she didn't want to answer the question, right? She said she didn't know. She said, where is there a war, I feel? And she said, no, I don't want to talk about that. And she, she was saying, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into, you know, socialism and, and all of these thorny political things mm. that you're going to start bringing up here. Mm, well. Um, exactly the same as, as yeah, what, what do you know about contraception? She was very, very reluctant to to say anything. Uh, it's interesting that that one was too personal and the war was too foreign. She felt like she couldn't mm. comment on either. Yeah. Is it the well, only thing she can comment on? Fashion? Or how much <laughs> she likes America? 
Yeah. How she just <laughs> loves Pepsi Cola. Yeah, the Pepsi thing is funny. <laughs> Terrible opinions. <laughs> I love Pepsi. I, I don't Pepsi. love Pepsi. I think I might prefer Pepsi. I prefer Pepsi. Wow. <sighs> <Nah>. <laughs> Although I am drinking Coke right now. I'm drinking whiskey right now. <laughs> uh, Scottish um, cola. <laughs> <laughs> Bar. No, that's, that's Iron Brew, Michael. Come on. Oh, yes. Silly me. <laughs> <sighs> um, I no, think, was... I'm, to be fair, oh. probably. Oh, sorry. Um, just very briefly. I, I think I'm probably digging myself into a corner. Some of it I didn't hate as much as I'm. As I'm the, the fact that you liked it so much, though, is making me hate it more for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and the, the fact that you hated it so much is making me want to defend it more. So maybe, maybe we should both come back to the centre of it. Um, yeah, that it if if I don't think that it was an assassination of the character of women, mm. I do think that it had a lack of like interesting female thought i guess mm. i i think that if i had been making that film i would have had more like from the women's point of view more more of their thoughts and beliefs and and feelings mm. um so- rather than this fairly external or what she thinking kind of way of running things and having the yeah the the male character at the center of it yeah it was trying to have them drive the conversation Mm. And it was a conversation the women didn't want to be having. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't really get to engage with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I thought those scenes were good, but I, I wanted to see the other side of that. You know, if, if you, right, you've shown us that they're uncomfortable talking about these things, what are they comfortable talking about? What would they be asking the men? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. yeah. So there was polish, one yeah. interesting line. And I, I think there are two ways of, of reading it. So quite near the start, um, he's trying to explain why you can't just ask any woman on the street what any French woman might think. And the line, it says, that I don't know how much is lost in translation, is the average French woman doesn't exist. La française moyenne n'existe pas. And in context, mm. I think they were meaning... Like, no one woman represents all women. Mm. No one woman is average. But I think it could also mean that the average woman just might as well not exist. She's treated as if she doesn't exist. Brilliant. The average French woman doesn't exist. Their mm. op- her opinion doesn't matter. <clears throat> oh, um, very good. Um, I think there's two ways you can read that line. And that's just based on what the subtitles said that line was. So it might be nonsense. <laughs> but I think there was something in that, maybe. Some Yeah. I think the film maybe maybe reflected that. <laughs> that <laughs> we didn't actually get to know the opinions of the average French woman over yep. the course of this film. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. we didn't get the opinions of any French woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a shortcoming. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So Yes, flawed, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm still stunned that you liked it. I can't. I just can't believe it. <laughs> I thought it was like remember in I think it was Drugstore Cowboy where it opens with a black and white um, little vignette of them yeah. mucking around under a bridge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the feature of that, is it? It's just <laughs> <laughs> random <laughs> jump cuts and 
nonsensical yeah, conversations. It's all black and white. Yeah. It was giving everyone. me something to think about though. It had like <laughs> this film had some had some meaning. What, had... what 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 did you think about? What, what what was the meaning of it, Michael? There was no me there was nothing sorry, anyway. Well I um... think that's what the film explores, Laura. Uh, <laughs> and I think if you'd stayed awake for all of it <laughs> well, you'd feel very my... much the same way that you do now. I absolutely tried my best, Michael. <laughs> 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 yeah, it had a lot of different things it was saying, and it wasn't really committing to any of them, very much like that other Godard film we saw. Mm. Um, but ev- like most most scenes had had several curious lines that you could think about for a while. Um, yeah, just just thoughts and stuff going on, and, <laughs> and it was surprising. There was a lot of who's this person and and. What was going on with the random acts of violence? <laughs> that was bizarre. I don't, Must have happened yeah. maybe five times. Mm. We just had a, a murder mm. in the middle a of the street suicide. and basically no one reacts. A suicide, yeah. All of these things that are quite dramatic. And then we just go to the next scene, it's never mentioned again. And it seemed to me that that was just kind of saying, look, we, we live in a world where terrible things happen and people just don't pay attention. Um you know, forget the the war in Vietnam. People are just being shot all the time, just in in the cities we live in, <laughs> and and we've you know just come to accept dreadful things that happen because we've just burned out on it. And there's there's something there's some truth in that. It was taken to a, a bizarre extreme, like so these things don't just randomly happen like that. But yeah, it was interesting and weird. Just just throwing that straight in there. Um, this biz- bizarre commentary on on modern life as it was then. Uh, hmm. Was it supposed to reflect our um, ability to ignore violence when it's I thought so. foreign, when it's not oh. right on our doorstep? But it and was. So, how was it not right on their doorstep? Well, no, that's the point. It was so they were ignore. We all ignore <laughs> violence when it's abroad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. That's effectively the same as watching a wife shoot her husband right in front of you. Can you just ignore that? Why? Why can you ignore something awful happening yeah. far away? Um, yeah, showing that, that. that sort of coldness and ability to ignore violence. Um, but yeah. it's right in front of you. Is that? And that's harder to ignore. But that's essentially the same as what we're doing all the time. Sounds fairly uh, symbolic. Peut-être. Ah, la cloche de symbolisme. Attendez. Are your family ever like, why is he ringing that fucking bell at 6am? I'm sure that they're still asleep and they never notice. Oh, Excellent. <laughs> Yeah. You know what it reminded me of is that when I was working as a cleaner in DRA, we Mm. spent the last day just mucking about, sort of filming ourselves doing random things. And then I cut it all together to some (laughs) opera music. Um, (laughs) Just in the most, in a way that was meant to be, look at this shit random film that we've made. Um, and it reminded me of that. There's a, a scene where a trolley's upturned and the wheels just going round and round in slow motion. Um, and I thought you could read into that. You could read anything into that. And indeed, I thought 
that was a generous reading of the violence. But, you know, I see where you're coming. I see it could be that. I think it could equally be, who knows what he was thinking. Mm. That's the point. It's a That's film we point. get to. Oh, I'm, I'm being very cynical this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Since when do I like my films? Black and white. Oh, <laughs> but uh, today I just want my meat and two veg. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll we'll watch Dam Busters next time. <laughs> Tell you um, Yeah, that's a good point because normally I just like my villains bad and my goodies good. Yeah, and very simple. <laughs> Hero wins the day. Hmm. Maybe this is that thing again where I just have no sympathy for teenage boys. Even though he was it 21, that's just they in the were very much teenage boys. Same with uh, boyhood. I'm like, I just don't have time for you with your yeah, like false just... depth. There's no depth. You have no substance. Yeah. Um, and in fact, yeah, it was a, a similar thing to boyhood and that bit at the end, right? Where he just <laughs> thinks he's being so deep, but actually he's just a bit yeah. of a clown. Um, <laughs> it's like it's all this rain. <laughs> 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 the best quote we've ever had I love it now it's, yeah that's just brilliant <laughs> I'd say it several times a month I would say I didn't yeah, believe I said so. it during this film where I was like it will never not be right now I'm like, this is never going to end <laughs> <laughs> I had three minutes to the end and I was desperate to pee and I was like I'll just stick it out come on and then about 30 seconds had passed I was like I can't do it I have to stop this <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds that seemed like a lifetime. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, symbolism. What What were we, what do we think? So I had one. Oh, yeah. um, they watched a, a particularly like graphic and uh, awful film. Mm-hmm. I think it was meant to be a, an American film uh, with a, a rape scene in it. Mm. Yeah. And they were just kind of watching it, just chilled out like, oh, yeah, we, we just watched that again, the sort of desensitized to violence thing going on and it occurred to me that the i think the two characters in that were kind of um meant to represent paul and madeline mm. yep yeah i can see that yeah um the, that's the, good so yeah. they're kind of it seems the two of them are in a relationship and you know she's she's trying to escape at some point but he's like stopping her from doing that and in the end, she like starts taking her clothes off because because she's kind of stuck, and he's like far too aggressive and and forward. Yeah, it was an odd one, which was not exactly what's going on in their relationship, but it he he was definitely a a bit of a brute, mm. um, and like all she cared about was not getting pregnant, and then she fucking got pregnant. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. Just made me think of that, and and then we get this bit where he goes up to to complain about the aspect ratio. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that scene. I it was thought quite that was good. good. <laughs> Again, it was a, felt like a bit of a stand-in for for Goddard there. <laughs> he presumably has been pissed off with people not showing his films right, but I also have a lot of opinions about aspect ratios and <laughs> chopping these things up just to for some stupid reason, quoting ISO standards definitely felt like the kind of thing I'd do. Um, but they, I did he... think of you when he said ISO. Yeah. Well, it's just, just as easy to get right, isn't it? All the problems we have with cropped films are problems we create for ourselves. That's just what Paul would have said. Yeah. <laughs> 
But so then he's done that. He's abandoned this film with this, you know, terribly, uh, like, violent and, I don't know, meaningful scene. And the only thing he's taken from it is the aspect ratio and that the picture has been cropped. He's completely missed the actual meaning of it. Mm. And then I think he walks past a, an mm. actual rape happening right next to the theatre. Yeah. And he, I think he misses it the first time and on the way back briefly notices and decides to ignore it. Mm. Um, could there be an, anything more, more exemplary of his just ignorance and his uh his phony activism uh oh hmm. maybe it is also my ignorance because i do not see that actual rape was a rape i thought it thought they were kind of i guess doing the equivalent of cruising outdoors it, it wasn't I, I did, totally yeah, I clear well. okay mm. maybe that's right it's the way she was sort of looking down and sort of turned away from him it was so something weird was going on at least oh maybe mm. i've maybe i've misinterpreted the scene or maybe um, maybe it was a rape um except yeah, if know. it was then it was just in plain daylight yeah mm. but mm. we've had murder in plain daylight that no one yeah. reacted to that is true that yeah. is yeah, I, true yeah. i took it to be another example of just a random yeah violent scene that they just kind of ignore it was a a weird thing for him just to ignore and, and walk straight past, but a weird thing for him therefore to have put on camera and have just this moment where he looks and thinks about going over and then doesn't. There's some meaning there. and it, I can't think of any version that reflects well on Paul. <laughs> mm, could it be possible that even though we might be well-intentioned and even though the ideas might sound good in our minds, when putting them into practice... Um, it just becomes so much more difficult. And you might want to say, oh, yes, I'm going to stop drinking coffee now because I know that it is bad for my health. But every morning you still drink coffee because you're just too weak to, to abandon it. And uh, same with any of your other political ideas. You might want to say, oh, um, this is what I consider good. But because you've lived in a society that behaves in a certain way for so long, just breaking from those habits is much more difficult, at least for the average citizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, that's a good you point. should make a film. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So has, has anyone else seen A Clockwork Orange? No. No, actually. So a lot of the the casual violence reminded me of, of A Clockwork Orange. Um, and it surprised me because this film was made before the Stanley Kubrick uh, film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people were furious about A Clockwork Orange and, and how it represented violence and rape and all these awful things. And it's like, well, as far as I can remember it, if anything, it was a bit more like cartoonish than this. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which made it a bit less... Well, obviously less realistic and maybe less scary and less, you know, offensive. Um, and I'm surprised that this didn't, like, yeah, you never hear, like, I, I'm surprised people were so taken aback by A Clockwork Orange in the context of this film, like yeah. knowing that this mm. had already been made. Um, I see. 
was it the distinction between a, a mainstream Hollywood film and uh, an independent, artsy French film? Was this independent and artsy? Because Jean-Luc Godard so. is like he's a well-known director and stuff. I think he's isn't he just well known in like like film study circles? Um, so yeah, I suppose like not in the as artistic well known as community. Stanley Kubrick is he? Yeah, I mean yeah. Stanley Kubrick made blockbusters, didn't yeah. he? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you probably are right. It's hard to grasp because he is just so famous. But now I'm thinking of it, it's just in film circles. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, for example, yeah. I'd never heard of Jean-Luc Godard. Right. Except from you. Mm. Um, this is I couldn't name any of his other films except these two. And I yeah, you're probably right. named yeah. either of them before you guys showed me them. <laughs> and I don't think I've heard his name mentioned other than among the four of us. Mm. And in France. People in France knew who he was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's probably well famous in France. I think he's well mm-hmm. famous in France. <laughs> but then they perhaps had a more laissez-faire attitude to oh, this sort of thing. Très bien. Merci. <laughs> uh, what oui, does your did. pen pal think of it? <laughs> <laughs> Je préfère la cinéma. Oh, don't, because that's how I speak French. <laughs> I think you're a little better than that. Um, other things that reminded me of included Alan Bennett films, so okay. very uh, conversation driven. Yeah. Um, and the and Paul reminded me of. So do you know in History Boys, there's the the Christian boy. Yeah. And they have the scene at the start where they're talking about wanking. <laughs> Yeah, and he just—he's got this kind of miserable, like unreactive sort of character, and that. So Paul reminded me of that character a lot. Oh, interesting. Um, but I feel like the the seventeen year old that was represented in History Boys was actually a lot smarter and a lot deeper than Paul yeah. was, <laughs> and actually had a had more of a balanced worldview. I think you're right. Never seen History Boys, actually. I must. That's going to have to be a pick sometimes. <laughs> you might really hate it. <laughs> I like the other Alan Bennett stuff that we've watched. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, we watched A Chip in the Sugar, didn't we? Yeah. And I've seen The Lady in the Van. Yeah, And yeah, that's good. I feel like I've seen something else. Prick up your ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Has man. anyone seen but... The Madness of King George? Yeah, I saw it once mm. years ago. Mm. Is it good? I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as these as those other films, but mm. maybe I'd like it more now. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone who's pregnant wants to sit down, soon it'll be fellows with gout, and before you know it, this place is going to start looking like a Turkish harem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the main line I remember from it. <laughs> no, it's not bad. You know the thing about the film and the title of it? <laughs> no. So the the play is called The Madness of George III and they they changed it for the film. They called it The Madness of King George so that people wouldn't think that they'd missed the first two because it would have looked like The Madness of King George III. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly they thought it wouldn't work in the American uh, marketplace, so they changed (laughs) it. That can't be true. That's one of these things. Yeah, that cannot be true. That doesn't make sense because that would be... 
three kings or what three mad three george or something like that (laughs) (laughs) the madness of king george tokyo drift (laughs) (laughs) Um, certainly it's true that that was the name of the play and that was the name of the film very good (laughs) (laughs) not another one Uh, I've actually uh, said everything that I've got written down here. Paul was dreadful. Um, I thought he was very good looking, though. He Mm, was quite handsome. Yeah. But so was she. Can't remember her name. Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Madeline was also. Yeah, I thought they were a very attractive couple. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I thought he looked so much for Robert. (laughs) No, Robert, not such a looker. He was interesting. He had his own charm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I did despise him in just the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I thought he had a bit of personality. A Sorry, go on. Timothy Chalamet about him. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. Yeah. Focusing on one person during a two-way conversation where you, the camera doesn't move from... Well, it seemed to kind of randomly flip between people, but it would solidly mm. sit on and you'd just hear it as though it was a Talking Heads kind of yeah. um, interview. It's quite yeah. interesting. Um, and I wondered if we were being thrust into the person's shoes, just as Paul tried in the cafe. Oh, you can't be thrust into someone's shoes, as we found out. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's why I thought he wasn't looking directly at the camera. It was this mm. weird, your spectral presence in this interview. Nice. Very yeah. symbolic. Yes, indeed. That was very near the beginning. And then I thought, I'm not going to bother interpreting the rest of this. <laughs> 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 or did I? Maybe I did. I don't know. It's difficult to tell, isn't it? I feel like if you'd come in and absolutely hated it, I would have felt the need to kind of pull out its good sides more. Yeah. Um, but there's no need for me to do that. <laughs> uh, overall, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Well, the film was definitely slow and boring. I think I enjoyed <laughs> this conversation much more than I enjoyed the film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but a bit of a thumbs down for me, I think. And I think it would have been a thumbs down in any scenario. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, a thumbs up from me. Good film. That's nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about instead of a thumbs down, we just get a fist bump? That's more neutral. <laughs> a fist yeah. bump is medium, is it? It's three o'clock. A it fist is, bump yeah. is let's let go of our differences and mm. just chill out, dude. Oh, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> well, that took us up to the time. That's good. Yeah. Well, as long as you cut, once you've cut the twenty minutes of. Oh yeah, we're a bit under actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, next up, I think it's uh, the two girls left in the hat. Oh, yeah. Classic. And I'm sure they'll pick something the really, girls. <laughs> really yeah. rubbish and pointless because <laughs> they're just idiots, airheaded. Uh... <laughs> you know, I did. I watched almost immediately after that film, I watched Enchanted on Disney Plus, and I was like, this is a film. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, if you want to pick that, no complaints from me. I've never seen Enchanted. You've never seen Enchanted? I've never seen Enchanted. Oh, I might just then. Right, let's go. Rock, paper, scissors. Three, two, one. Scissors. Paper. Shit. <gasps> okay, Laura. My God, well, let's do it. 
Enchanted. Enchanted. <laughs> Enchanted. We have it. That was um, yeah, that Can't was unexpected. Wait. I yeah. right. Well, I hadn't actually. I hadn't picked, but um, I'm glad I got swept up in the moment. And yeah, let's Great. let's do it. Let's watch Enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Enchanted. See you next time. Literally so many films that I'm dying to pick. Um, is it 2007? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs>